In the interest of community service, Power 88 presents live talk shows to inform, enlighten, and to stimulate thought and dialogue. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of KCEP or the EOB. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Or call in and participate at 647-3688. Funding for Community Partners for Better Health on KCEP Power 88 is underwritten by the Southern Nevada Health District. And here is your host. Good morning and welcome to A Healthier Tomorrow. I'm Will Rucker and today's program is packed with news you can use, information that you need to hear. Thank you for tuning in this week and always. Uh, I want to start our program acknowledging our rebels, acknowledging the tragedy that occurred just a week ago on the campus of UNLV. It is unfortunate, to say the least, that we are still talking about what we're still talking about. Yes, guns are a public health issue. And yes, this is a public health show. So we are going to call it out. Community, we can do better. And while we grieve, while we heal, we need to support each and every part of this community. And it starts with taking care of yourself being kind to yourself, doing the things that you need to do so that you are healthy and whole. So I want to send out love to all of UNLV, all of our community, all of our state, all of our nation, and all of our world. With that said, let everybody you know know that A Healthier Tomorrow is on the air. And the Healthier Tomorrow radio program is sponsored by the Office of Chronic Disease Prevention and Health Promotion at the Southern Nevada Health District. With 2024 just around the corner, there's no better time than now to quit smoking and vaping. It's a new year, so make it a new you. For free help quitting smoking or vaping, call the Nevada Tobacco Quit Line at 1-800-QUIT-NOW or text quit now to 333-888. All right. I am so excited for our guest today. We have two phenomenal health educators with us and they're going to tell you exactly what they think, what they know, what they've experienced and why it matters. So in studio with me today are Mikhail Holmes and Rachel Holbert, both from Southern Nevada Health District. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So glad that you are here. It's going to be uh, just a conversation, so I want you to relax. Uh, this is, I think, both of your first time actually in studio. So, you know, it, it there are microphones and lights and things, but we just talking. All right. So let's start with you, Rachel. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, hi, everyone. My name is Rachel Holbert. I am a health educator at the Southern Nevada Health District. Um, I've been there for about five years now. I started in teen pregnancy prevention, and now I'm in HIV prevention within um, the Office of Disease Surveillance. Awesome. That's good information. Mikhail. Well, um, I actually started with Rachel also mm -hmm. uh, five years ago. I am currently in the um, tobacco prevention and control program um, in the Office of Chronic Disease Prevention and Health Promotion. So, 
Awesome. Well, I don't fly this ship by myself. I have a fabulous co-host, Elisa Howard from Minority Health Consultants, who's going to start us off with a few questions for you, Rachel, because, Elisa, you've got a background in actually both areas, HIV and teen pregnancy prevention. Yeah, that's actually where I'm not sure if this is on. Um, that's actually where <laughs> I met the two of these ladies. Um, working in their teen pregnancy prevention program with them as a contractor when I first started my business. Um, and I've been staying in touch with them ever since because I now work with them in the chronic disease department. Um, and then now I work with HIV. I've, obviously, that's one of my main areas of work that I've been doing for the last 12 years in public health. Um, so it's really good to see you ladies. Um, I have um, allergies. <laughs> my eye is like... <laughs> watery right now and I'm like what's going on can we talk about allergies in public health (laughs) (laughs) so it's really great to have you here and I know that you switched over you all switched over from teen pregnancy prevention Um, that's a whole public health topic in its own right Um, the fact that we don't have any teen pregnancy prevention programs in the United States um, within our health districts anymore that could be its own talk show right Mm -hmm. Um, but in regards to HIV um, being something that I've worked in since I've started in public health Rachel how did your switch um, happen from teen pregnancy to HIV was it an easy switch or was it something that you had to completely learn all over again Um, I think it was a fairly easy switch of course Um, within teen pregnancy prevention we focus a lot on HIV prevention and also STI prevention as well so um, yeah I would say it was a fairly easy switch yeah, because we in teen pregnancy prevention, we have to teach the kids about exactly. sexual health and staying safe and consent and all of those things. Um, with that, we know that World AIDS Day just passed. It did. Um, how did, did we do anything for World AIDS Day here in Las Vegas? Yeah, so there were a few events here in Las Vegas. Um, one of the really great events was here at um, the center. And at the center, they actually had where they were making um, a quilt for the people who live in um, Las Vegas, who work in HIV prevention or who have HIV. They were able to come and um, decorate quilts, which will be put, all put together in like a really big community quilt. So that was one event that was had That's here really in Las nice. Vegas. And mm-hmm. we've seen those uh, quilts since since HIV has hit mm-hmm. the scene, we exactly. see those quilts, quilts since uh, what the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's really cool that Las Vegas will now have a quilt. Yeah, we're really excited about it. Absolutely, that is really cool. So here's here's what I want to talk about: the stigma around HIV because when it first began, it was of course associated only with men who had sex with men. Correct. Of course, now it's 2023 and we know better. Mm -hmm. So can you share who's impacted, who's affected and what we can do? What's the number one thing we could do to prevent the spread? Well, the communities that are impacted here in Las Vegas are actually still those um, people, men who have sex with men, unfortunately, and also uh, men who have sex with men of color. So our black men and also it's on the rise in Latino men as well. Um, of course, it still is an issue um, with women as well. Um, African-American women um, have higher rates of HIV here in Clark County. So African-American women are impacted as well then. Correct. So that impacts all of us sitting here, all of us women sitting here, right? Correct. And that's why I like to make HIV a, a, a normalized mm-hmm. because people think that it's, oh, I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that. So therefore, I'm not at, you know, at risk. 
for HIV, but with us having the highest rates of um, one of the highest rates of HIV here in the state, but also in the country. Correct. Um, there's national campaigns around HIV in black women mm-hmm. for that particular reason. Yes. So ladies out there, be careful. Um, get tested. Um, I always like to say get tested every three months to six months if you're active um, with multiple partners. Um, but if you are married or in a um, monogamous relationship, you still want to get tested at least once a year just so you know your status. Yes. Knowing your status saves lives because medicine is not a death sentence anymore. Medicine is actually saving people's lives and people are living their normal um, their normal age whatever they were going to live to 80 you know years old they're now living to 80 years old so Mm -hmm. medicine is saving lives correct and actually we're talking a little bit about stigma and stigma is really what is keeping people from getting tested and so it's so important that we are fighting the stigma we are um, fighting the stigma with our language and as well as um, you know getting tested and being expressive having the conversations with our family members and just being open about it um, with our children as well and when we say stigma a lot of people don't know what we mean when we say stigma in public health right it's not just a normal everyday word that we hear on the media or anything like that what is stigma so stigma are the negative thoughts and beliefs about people who have hiv so and it's really just um, perpetuating pretty much just lies and how it's transmitted so of course it's not transmitted by touching someone who has hiv it's not transmitted by um, sharing eating utensils or anything like that you can share a toilet seat you can share a space please if you know someone who has hiv give them a hug right so um, it's only transmitted through five bodily fluids and if we remember that then we can um, know how it's transmitted and be able to prevent it as well absolutely yeah so mikhail this is another area of stigma, which is smoking and, you know, lung cancer, of course, as a result. The two to me go hand in hand, though, HIV and smoking, because when you look at the populations, there's a huge overlap. So I just want to kind of set the foundation. Why is it that we even continue to talk about smoking? Well, smoking is um as we know, very important. Um, about 480,000 um, Americans die from smoking-related diseases every year. When we look at our population, the African-American population, that's about 40,000 people um, a year that are dying from conditions that they don't have to die from. Um, it makes um, the risk for stroke and coronary heart disease worse. So as we know, when we're looking at African-Americans, those are like two of the leading um, causes is a death for us. So if that can be prevented, why not? Why not have these conversations and um, in these spaces and talk about the importance of quitting and how tobacco affects the African Americans here in um, Clark County? Yeah, and there's this idea, I think, that more people smoke than actually do. Can you give us some sense, like, how many people are actually still smoking? Yeah, I I know it feels (laughs) like it. you see it on TV, you see people walking around and everything else, and you assume that everyone is smoking. But here in Clark County, about um, more than 8 out of 10 people do not smoke. Mm -hmm. So that's what, like... Only what twenty percent? If I'm doing the math right, and I'm not a mathematician, but you know <laughs> you that do, do you know? Right? <laughs> so it's not this overwhelming majority that we think that are smoking. A lot of people don't um, don't like it. They don't like it in their cars, in their hair, in their homes. You know, they're just against it. But don't we think that tobacco only relates to cigarettes? 
Yes, we do. We do. Um, when we talk about tobacco, we're we're talking about um, chewing tobacco, um, vaping, um, the snuff, and different things like that. So any product that contains nicotine is what we're referencing when we say tobacco products. And when we talk about smoking, we're also talking about vaping. Let's talk about vaping. Because I go to Fashion Show Mall, <laughs> and, you know, I love everybody. I don't like everybody, but I love everybody. <laughs> and some of the people that I don't like too much are those that are on the escalator, mm. and they just keep puffing on the vape <laughs> as if I'm not right behind them yes. inhaling something I did not ask for. Yes, and that is a um, a huge issue, what you're speaking on, because it, it smells good, right? So we don't think it's bad. And then we see everybody, and the younger kids probably think it's cool because it's big cloud of uh, smoke is coming out but you know you're not coughing as you would with traditional uh, secondhand smoke well that doesn't mean that it's safe um, the aerosols in the um, vaping is, is not water um, there's a, a misinformation out there that is wa- water vapor but it's not and those aerosols can contain um, cancer causing chemicals and um, other things that's harmful and then um, we really don't know the long term effects of vaping it hasn't been been out that long um, and the information really isn't out there so who knows is what we'll find out in about 30 years about this um, habit that we're starting. I know that when I was working with Will um, and doing some tobacco education information in the um, African American community I learned a lot about the um, advertisement mm-hmm. that goes towards African American communities um, like Marlboro, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the camel. Um, and the coolness of the camel and um, the things that we used to see back in the day on TV. I mean, we still see those in different ways. Now we see it with vaping, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you, how have you seen marketing go towards specifically um, marginalized communities? Well, we've all seen it where we're riding through our neighborhoods, our local corner stores and uh, bodegas and shops and they're plastered with ads of that make smoking look glorious. And if mm-hmm. you go to some of the um, other neighborhoods that are probably um, higher on the economic um, social status, they don't have that. You're not going to the 7-Elevens and seeing um, pictures and advertisements. And then the how they advertise, not just the fact that it's plastered all over. Um, sometimes the products are right there in, in reach or at eye level of children. So um, those type of tactics have been targeting um, people of color for a very long time. Absolutely. So one of the reasons that people smoke or uh, vape is stress. Mm-hmm. And so there's, of course, the addictive component with the nicotine, but there's also the self-soothing component. And I think that there's a lot of connection between stress and uh, sexual behaviors that are unsafe. So, Rachel, I want to kind of ask you, what are some of the things that you promote or uh, present to individuals or educate them with about healthy sexual behaviors to meet these basic human needs. Yes, so of course we all have our human basic needs, right? So we of course tried to promote um, use of condoms, um, which actually um, providers who have patients who are on Medicaid can prescribe condoms to their patients. Um, there's of course different kinds of kinds of condoms that people can get also lubricants so we promote that as well um let's see what do we also promote um testing of course is something that we promote that everyone do like alisa said um at least um once in their lifetime 
But if they are sexually active, about every three to six months, depending on how frequent. Um, so those are two major things that we suggest that people do. Yeah, I think testing is so, so good. I want to touch on that in just a moment. But I, I love that you mentioned the prescription condoms. Mm-hmm. Like that's not something I think most of us think about. Mm-hmm. But that means the cost issue is gone. Mm-hmm. So here's my prescription. Give me the box. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, cost can definitely be a barrier um, for people using safe sex practices. So that's one way that people can um, delineate some of the costs. What about <laughs> what about people? I hear this often um, with teens, especially my boyfriend doesn't want to wear condoms. Mm-hmm. He says that they don't fit or he says they don't feel it doesn't feel the same things of that nature. What would you say to a teen or a young adult? Well, I would say if he's saying that it doesn't fit, that he is lying. (laughs) (laughs) And if he is having an issue, of course, there are larger condoms um, for people to use. Um, I would say to really go with what you want, right? Is your health important to you? Then you need to have a partner who's that is important to them as well. So you guys both need to be having that conversation about when the last time um, that you were tested. And even if they were tested at at all, I know there's a lot of young people who are listening. So it might be, um, you might be trying new things out, but make sure that with your new partner, any partner that you do have in the future, that you are having those conversations about um, safe sex practices, so condoms, and when the last time you were tested. Also, you can talk about PrEP, which is pre-exposure prophylaxis, which is um, a daily a medication taken every day that prevents HIV, and also it's now in um, injection form, so people can go to the doctor every few months and get an injection to prevent HIV, so those are um, that's a way that people can prevent it, and that is for both men and women. That's they can go and be on prep absolutely and another form of empowerment for women are um, female condoms mm-hmm. we don't talk about female condoms often you don't see them in the store often um, but that's one thing that i like to carry around with me when i go to these mm-hmm. um uh, team events or youth events and just put them on the table so that people can ask questions because people are like what is that yeah. and then they don't understand how to use it they're just like i didn't know we had female condoms so that's a really um great prevention tool but it's also a tool of empowerment for women mm-hmm. just you don't want to wear a condom then i will right yeah exactly you're putting that control into your own hands absolutely so I'm sitting here with three beautiful women. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, didn't know that was a thing. You know? so thank you. That's amazing. Uh, so back back to prep though, because I think that's important. Prevention is is absolutely key. And with being able to to do that, do you see though the higher uh, or a higher percentage of other STIs or STDs because people think, oh, now I'm on prep, I don't have to wear a condom. No, not necessarily. Um, we do still um, encourage condom use while on prep. So if with condom use, people will make sure um, that they are preventing those other STIs. We do have a, I believe we still have a syphilis problem in oh. Clark County, correct? That is correct. Do we have any information on that that we can share with the with the people? I'm sure. So with syphilis, um, you can, of course, come and get tested at S- at the Southern Nevada Health District as well as um, for HIV. Um, for syphilis, it's very important that you do get tested because in the beginning there might not be any symptoms. But if there are symptoms, um, they do go away. But you still have syphilis. And if you don't get it treated, it can turn into neurosyphilis. It can, if you get pregnant, um, it can turn into congenital syphilis and your baby can get it as well and possibly um, pass away. So it's really, really important that we're getting tested for syphilis as well. 
And I think that's one thing that people don't know. Um, they think they only have to, you know, I only go to the sexual health clinic at the at the health district, and I'm going to be embarrassed if I go there if I run into somebody, right? Yeah. People can ask their doctors, exactly their their medical, the general doctors, um, their OBGYNs for full pl- panel mm-hmm. STI and HIV testing. Mm-hmm. I think that's a a tool of empowerment as well. If you feel embarrassed about going to a sexual health clinic, um, or if you feel embarrassed about going to any sexual health clinic, right? Mm-hmm. You can go to your doctor and that's confidential information they are bound by HIPAA mm-hmm. um, and they cannot share that information with anybody but you should be asking for full panels exactly. um, and the reason that that's important is because we um, typically doctors don't just give you a full panel and it's not something that they tell you to do on a regular basis like they do um, pap smears mm-hmm. right so we have to make sure that the people know that um, they can ask I want a full panel yeah. um, ran of my blood um, of all the STIs and HIV right mm-hmm. yes and actually, we just passed a new bill, Senate Bill 211, which um, requires um, primary care physicians and um, different types of physicians here in the Valley to ask patients 15 years of age or older if they would like an HIV test and STI testing. And if they do not offer it there um, at that doctor's office, they should be able to refer you out somewhere, whether that's with um, Quest or LabCorp or a different facility to get that testing done. But it is a new law that was passed. We're really excited about that. Um, I was yeah. edging you into that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know the bill number, but Rachel knows it. <laughs> so, yeah, when people go to the doctor, you should tell them about this. Like, you need to be advocating for your own health. If they're not asking you, you need to make sure that you're asking. And, yes, for a full panel as well. And also three-site testing. So making sure um, with the different types of sex that we have, if it's oral sex, you're making sure that you're getting an oral swab because a urine analysis, when you pee in a cup, it's not going to detect what's in your throat. So making sure... Um, you're getting your throat swabbed, your anus swabbed, and also your analysis taken as well. Those are all important. And I know a lot of people out there might be queasy right now, feeling <laughs> uneasy that we're on the radio with all of this. But this is information. <laughs> this is prevention for our African-American and our urban communities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if we have the highest numbers in most of these things, mm-hmm. we need to be talking about these things without the shame, without the stigma, and without embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we've talked about guns and sex on the same 30-minute program. <laughs> so if we're not back in January, right, you know what happened. You know what happened. <laughs> 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 All right, Mikhail, let's talk about your upcoming event because I'm really excited about it. I love the name Because We Matter, yes. and it's a Tobacco-Free Living Summit. So that's coming up in January. Tell us more about it. Yes, so it will be January 31st, which is a Wednesday from 9 to 1 um, at the Pearson Center. Um, there will be a lunch that follows from 1 to 2 and some networking. Um, and all of this is free. We want everybody in the community to come out and um, be a part of this. So the summit aims to address tobacco-related uh, topics within the African-American community. Um, we're going to be talking about mental health, um, some cannabis information, um, genetics, how genetics and nicotine uh, affect people of color. Um, We have um, Mr. Lincoln Mundy, who does, who is the creator of um, Black Lives, Black Lungs, and he will be talking about his experiencing special experience, especially with um, marketing and targeting of African-Americans while he was making that documentary. And, um, 
our great Will Rucker will be out there also and giving just a lot of um, information about, uh, like I said, tobacco within the community. We don't think that that's an issue within our community, but it is. It is. It is um, doing a lot of damage, and we're not really um, aware of that. So I want to start this conversation. I want to bring people in that are committed to um the well-being of our community that want to impact um, what's going on in a positive way. And if we can address this and, and have these conversations and bring awareness and understanding to this, then maybe we can reduce some of the um, preventable deaths that happen with smoking and prevent our young people. We don't want them starting this habit, you know, because it's really hard. Um, almost half the people who smoke uh, will pass away from smoking-related illnesses. So I, I I want to save as many of us and um, as I possibly can. So let's have these talks. I, I would love for everybody to come out. Please, Mikhail, um, give be us there. that date and time again. I don't know why I look behind me. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Look it is. We're all like, no, you run, we run, we run. Um, it's January. Excuse me, January thirty first. That is a Wednesday, um, nine o'clock in the morning. Registration and networking um, is around eight thirty, and again, uh, a lunch will st- uh, will follow. And this is all free. We will have some entertainment by some of our fine divine nine representatives here in Clark County. And so, just um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And where can people register? Yes, uh, you can go to the website, which is www.becausewematterlv.org. If you go to the site, there is right on the very front of the page, it says sign up for an event. And you can sign up and I'll send you a confirmation letting you know you're registered. And um, also there is um, Save the Date flyers going around with a QR code. So you can scan that QR code and get yourself registered. Perfect. Who are you inviting? So let me know who you want to see there. Everybody. Everybody. I want to see our organizations out there that support um, black health, that support um, just being um, healthy and wealthy and uh, in the black community. I want to see my teachers, um, moms, dads, uh, providers, health providers, any and everybody who is impacted or know someone who has been impacted by smoking. I want you out there. I want you sitting at the table and listen to this. These um very important topics and in an environment where it's comfortable you know um so come everybody i want all of us there i'm coming for the food oh please do please do (laughs) oh and speaking of food a little plug in um family soul cafe off of rainbow will be providing our um our food our and coffee class will be providing our coffee and i have some other treats coming in that i'm in the process of um, getting together so y'all be on the lookout for this this is going to be a great event this is our first one so i want to kick it off big be sure to send me the flyer now. Yes, yes, oh, ma'am. We've got a stack of flyers oh, for you. So. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We are coming to the close of our program. So, Mikel, I want to stick with you for just a moment. Yes. Anything you want to leave with our audience? What's the message you want them to take away today? Um, only you can prevent. No, but seriously, <laughs> this uh, this smoking issue is not just an individual issue. It is not just an eye problem. This is a community problem. Um, we like you talk. We talk about gun violence. We talk about um, HIV and all these other 
triggers and conflicts and things within our community but we look at smoking as if it's an eye problem it's not it's a we problem it's we need to come together and stand up against um, this habit and the industry that is continually targeting us because we matter because we matter Mm -hmm. Rachel 30 seconds 30 seconds Um, so yes of course go and get tested right the only way you're going to know your status is by getting tested and the only way you're going to know your partner status is by them getting tested too so make sure you're going out to get tested and taking care of your own health and empowering yourself and I'd just like to close out with community matters and we are better together Mm -hmm. oh I like that I know I came up with it in the car (laughs) the healthier tomorrow program is brought to you by the office of chronic disease prevention and health promotion at the southern Nevada health district on behalf of their office they want to wish you a happy and healthy holiday season may all that is beautiful meaningful and joyful be yours this holiday season and throughout the coming year this has been a healthier tomorrow I'm Will Rucker and I'm Alisa Howard as we always remind you you are not just a drop in the ocean you are the entire ocean in a drop and what you do matters so make it a good year and live healthy we'll see you next year